you ready? Yes, you get ready. news in the streets join us and tune in for the tea breaking news with integrity so sell your friends and your family it's the lovely tv show bringing you good tea and good vibes it's the lovely tv show be sure to share like and subscribe at sippers hope you guys are doing good so this Cat Williams interview with Club Shay Shay aka Shannon Sharp is literally the gift that keeps on giving there are a lot of people in their feelings. There are people coming out having cats back. So I'm going to go ahead and try and break everything down here. So if you guys did not know, you know, Cat Williams said some things against Michael Blackston. And Michael Blackston definitely feels away. So I want y'all to go ahead and watch this clip really quick. They say when a guy shoots the air ball in the NBA, they say air ball right. to make sure everybody knows. But again, he still got to get back on D. Right. Like the game didn't end. He don't get to throw his hands up and sulk. Right. That's supposed to be used as a learning experience. Most comedians don't get booed enough. I mean, this is how you end up with a Michael Blackson who's a real African doing a fake African accent. Okay, Mo, don't. Uh, this guy is mad at me. All I did was give him the best advice of his life. Remember, he was wearing dirty dashikis. Dashikis. And I told him he needed to dress to be in the position that he's trying to say that he's in. And if you're the African king of comedy, sir, there's actually comedians in Africa doing comedy. If you're going to say that, you got to go to Africa and get a school, dude. Everybody got you. You got to put in some work. And these guys, they take my advice. They change their whole persona. And... And then they hate me for it. And generally, I'm just too big to comment or make a statement about it or do a live or any of that. But when it gets to be a whole grouping of these guys, I got to come and talk to Shannon. All right. So you guys just saw what he said about Michael Blackston. So this is Michael Blackston's response to Cat Williams. He says, Cat Williams is a very smart midget nigga. He took shots at the top 10 comedians alive today so we can all respond and make him relevant again. I can't believe this lying, dehydrated leprechaun said he told me to build a school. Laugh my ass off. I only built a free school so kids can whoop your ass for free, mother sucker. Cat Williams is definitely top 10 comedians of all time and top five alive, but we all have to agree he's not the Cat Williams of 2005. Then he says... Top 10 black comedians alive, one, Eddie Murphy, two, Chris Rock, three, David Chappelle, four, Cat Williams, five, Martin Lawrence, six, Kevin Hart, seven, Mike Epps, eight, Cedric, nine, Earthquake, and, and guess who 10 is? You beach mother sucker, LOL. Then he says, I'm confused. I'm African with a fake African accent. My accent has had me roasted every day in school and in comedy clubs in America. I wish I could get rid of it. Even my Philly accent is fake. I guess the only thing real about me is my beak. Then he says, never been booed ever, but I've watched Cat get booed in two cities, Cincy and I forgot the other city. The fucked up shit is Cincy is where he's from and it's fucked up when your own city boos you. So that is what Michael Blackson had to say. And then as we all know, Cat Williams, he definitely had some shape for he definitely has some shade for Faze on Love. I only put on comedians that are funnier than me. Anybody that ever told you differently was a fat Faze on liar. There's nobody yeah, you, like you, me in the business. Faze just called a straight. Faze said that getting a Netflix special is easy. I have 12 specials. Guess how many Faze got? Zero. 
Why is he allowed to have conversations about real? And Faison Love is finally responding. So Faison Love took to social media and he posted this. The king is dead. And he's showing Cat Williams' new tour is on Groupon. He also posted this. Holding boys hostage, Cat. And this is from TMZ. It says 911 call. Cat Williams won't let me leave. Then he also posted this. All my brothers and sisters were jealous of me because I was the only child. Something Cat might say. Now, also, there was another response that Faison Love just posted as well. It's somebody doing some type of freestyle. So I'm going to go ahead and show y'all that, too. I be alive, say I never thought about giving up. They say they real, but when it's real, they be switching up. These niggas weak as fuck. Back ends picking up. I'm popular now. Don't get it fucked up. All right, so you guys just saw that clip. Faison is definitely bothered. He's literally been posting every other hour on Cat Williams. Now, yesterday, Tiffany Haddish had replied back to him in the comment section, but today uh, she was seen on stage replying back to Cat Williams because Cat Williams was definitely throwing shots at her and Kevin Hart. So I want y'all to watch those clips right here. Uh, Guy Tory did a beautiful special about the comedy store and Fat Tuesday, where he said that Steve and Cedric and Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish came through there and made all lies. Steve and Cedric never performed at the comedy store at all. Tiffany was only seen at the Laugh Factory. In 15 years in Hollywood, no one in Hollywood has a memory of going to a sold-out Kevin Hart show. There being a line for him ever getting a standing ovation at any well, comedy was, club. I've been doing shit. I was on That's So Raven. I was on my, I was on all this shit. Extra work. I was on all of the white people TV shows, black people TV shows. I used to be on Dance 360. I've been out here. I've been telling jokes since 1996. 1996. This man said, oh, they wouldn't let her perform in the comedy store. That's true. They wouldn't let me perform on the white nights in the comedy store, but I performed on all the black nights. They wouldn't let me perform on the white nights at the improv, but I performed on all the black and Latino nights. And so the rest of my... So now let's go ahead and talk about the Joe Rogan situation because Kat also called out Joe Rogan for pushing six unfunny comedians. So Joe Rogan is also responding back to Cat Williams. And this is what Joe Rogan had to say. Um, and that's how it was for Blue Comedy. Mm -hmm. um, if you were a comedian that cussed, you were ridiculed by the mainstream comedy mm -hmm. geist. That would be like me being on Joe Rogan. Joe don't want me on there. I need to be on Shannon. Joe, Joe got six comedians that never been funny. He want to push out. <laughs> 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 but that's really how it is. I'm Joe Rogan says, I love Cat. He's one of my favorite comics. I'd love to have him on. We talk about him all the time. If he's down, I'll make it happen. So a lot of people are saying Joe's just trying to ride, you know, the coattails because Cat Williams, we all know he does an interview like that. And I'm really glad that he chose to go on a black platform. And I think as of today, last time I checked, that interview was at 11 million. It might be at like 15 by now. But I think Joe Rogan is just trying to, you know, take advantage of a viral moment. 
So, of course, he's going to want Cat Williams to come onto his, you know, set and things like that, you know, which makes sense. Um, Cat Williams would definitely, you know, help bring him views. Not saying that Joe Rogan doesn't get views, but, you know, everybody wants to know what Cat Williams has to say next. So that was funny that Joe Rogan has not replied as well. So now on top of that, Kevin Hart has also replied back. So this is what Kevin Hart has to say as well. That's what these comics understand is that I'm not doing nothing for clout. I don't even recognize clout. But eventually the Lord is going to let me and you be in one hallway. Kevin Hart done went 25 years without ever being in the same building with me at the same time. What, so what, if what? I go in the building, he walk out. You've never seen us in the same building ever in 25 years. Like, it's like that. <laughs> Why? Why? Yes. Because what? I'm really the product. It's not what you think. I am never under the influence of anything. I'm always in my right mind. I'm always a physical specimen. And when you see me, I'm much, much bigger than you had thought. You think you can do this shit? You think you can do this to me? Kevin Hart says, got to get that anger up out you, champ. It's honestly sad. In the meantime, please enjoy my movie trailer to my next film, Lift, which will be dropping on Netflix in eight days. There is a moment in the trailer where at Gumma Gum Bartharol says they really love you. I now know she's talking about Kat. Mark your calendars, world. This one is special. So he posted that and people were lighting him up in his comment section. Somebody even said this, you weren't addressing this one, Kevin. So a lot of people have been going in and giving their opinions towards these comics. We saw, you know, Trick Daddy's response. We've seen Ricky Smiley's. Well, now people are also pulling up an old interview from Brandon when he talked about them putting him in a dress. So that's going viral right now. People have found jokes that Steve Harvey stole from Cat Williams. Um, people have also found clips of Mark Curry and him speaking on Steve Harvey. Hell, people even put together a montage of the seven big-faced, light-skinned women that Cat Williams was talking about as well. Um, what else? There's just so much. Ludacris also came out. If you guys remember, Cat Williams kind of called out Ludacris, and he also responded with a freestyle. Gary Owens has also come out. He's basically backing up Cat Williams. On top of that, people have put together montages of all the top black comedians wearing dresses, um, along with Dave Chappelle basically talking about this years ago on Oprah Winfrey, confirming everything Cat Williams said. DC Curry is also talking about Friday After Next. Hell, even Ice Cube has come out. In the past 20 minutes, Ice Cube has dropped a nine-minute video um, talking about this whole situation on Club Shay Shay. Dion Cole done came out, and he got something to say, too. Um, he basically has Cat Williams back. Lunell is playing crazy like she don't know what's going on. Um, D-Ray came out, but he was really neutral. His response was kind of boring. Y'all can go search for it yourselves. But, yeah, I mean, this is the interview that just keeps on giving. Like, everyone has something to say. So I want you guys to go ahead and watch this montage that I'm putting together. Check this out, and I will come back with my final commentary. I mean, I'm a conspiracy theorist to a degree. Like, when I, I connect dots that maybe shouldn't be connected, I don't know. But certain dots, like when I see that they put every black man in the movies in a dress at some point in their career, I'll be connecting them down. Like, why all these brothers got to wear a dress? That's happened to me. I'm doing a movie with Martin. Yeah. The movie's going good. 
So I walk in the trailer. I'm like, man, this must be the wrong trailer because there's a dress in here. <laughs> they come in. It's the writer comes in. I think he's the writer. He's like, Dave, listen, we got this hilarious scene where Martin's sneaking out of jail. So he disguises you as a prostitute. <laughs> and he put this dress on. And it, huh? What? The prostitute? No, nah, I'm not doing that. I don't feel comfortable with that. That should have been in a discussion. What? You don't feel comfortable with it. I mean, it's a hilarious bit. All the greats have done it. So, well, if all the greats have done it, it's kind of hacky, right? You're right. So why don't we just not do it? Because I don't feel comfortable wearing a dress. Oh, come on, Dave. Listen, we, we got it all set up. We're supposed to shoot. Every, every minute your waist costs this much money. You know, the pressure comes in. Huh. He said, I'm, nah, I'm not wearing no dress, man. I'm funnier than a dress. Just give me something funny to say. I don't even wear no dress to be funny. What am I, Milton Berle? You know, we're going like this. And then finally he's like, ah, and he, he leaves. And then like the director comes, Dave, it really would be great if you wear the dress. What is wrong? What is this, a Brokeback Mountain in here? So, <laughs> so then, <laughs> I wear the, wear the dress. I don't want to wear the dress. I want to wear this dress. You know what I mean? This is, oh gosh, this guy's so difficult. They leave. Now the producers comes, come on, David, would be so... Great. I mean, and then I started thinking about it. all the comics that I've seen. Man, you know, strong brothers. Why, why are they putting us in these dresses? But the minute it was clear, I was adamant. I'm not wearing a dress. I'm not wearing the dress. All right. Fine. Think of something else. That comes back ten minutes later. The whole new scene. How, damn, how did you write the scene so fast? <laughs> you know, it's like, so you got to take a step. Martin tried to put me in my first dress. When he had to go on his hiatus, he tell me, Cat, when I come back, I need you. You my young partner. You my brother in comedy. When I come back, just promise me that my next movie, it'll be me and you. We're going to do it together. We're going to do some buddy cop shit. I said, Martin, you got my motherfucking word, my nigga. Go do what you got to do. When you come back, I'm in your movie. Don't trip. I don't need to see the script or nothing. You know, we get in that office and this fool pull out Big Mama's house, too. I almost died. And I gotta read this script from all these good white people. Where this nigga want me to get in a dress with him. And I'm literally saying to everybody, why is he in a dress again? You already played the old lady as an FBI agent. We can play anything now. We can be playing a dog catcher this time. Why do we need to be in a dress? And I get so mad, I say, you don't want me. You want Brandon T. Jackson. And that's who they went and got. Twice I said it, they went and got him. Just like I'm telling you, I had that other dude's work. I had all of it. All I did was say, I want to punch it up so it's not offensive to real niggas. And that's how I got in this position. Catch her this time. Why do we need to be in a dress? And I get so mad, I say, You don't want me. You want Brandon T. Jackson. And that's who they went and got. Uh, you mentioned the dress. There's a big conversation yeah. about that. Did you get like slack when you wore the dress at that moment? It was like, wasn't slack from people. Only Cat Williams. Cat Williams was trying to always say, Brandon. Brandon don't wear a dress. <laughs> you know, he, he called you or is this? No, he was saying it in the media, so I thought he was heckling me. He was really trying to help me at the time. I didn't know that. I was immature. Right. I feel like, dang, why? I'm trying to, uh, trying to make it. Why are you bashing me? And then he was trying to warn me, you know, don't get in the dress. So 
the Awakened brand and you couldn't pay him a trillion dollars to get him dressed. Yeah. Was there like, um, how did they present that? Well, you knew right away you had to get him dressed. I did this, I did this scene on lottery ticket. Okay. That scene on lottery ticket. After that, they were pushing his dress on me. It was something about that scene that touched a lot of people and I thought, I think I was too real. I think they did the same thing like to Tupac. When they, you're too real, they start looking at you like, hold on. How'd this slip past us? Who's this guy? You know what I mean? And then it's like, you know what? Yeah, he might be a kid. Just put him in a dress. What do you think the dress is about? Is it to, to tone us down, to tone that realness down? Is I it think to... the dress, personally, um, is a thing that was, 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 was not in our culture to do. And I think everybody will want to put their culture on us. And no, not to hate your culture or your God. Mm-hmm. If your God say you can put on a dress and your culture is normal for you, that you have the right as a human to choose that. But me, for my God and my culture, my ancient culture, we just never, we didn't do stuff like that. Yeah. So I was cursed by it. I believe it was a curse that went with that personally because nothing went right since then. That's truthful. No one can tell me, hey, man, you think it too much, man. You see that, man? Can't. Everything went wrong. Just like everything went right. Everything went wrong when I put on that dress. I'm telling you, I lived it. Yeah. Is there any, like, uh... Even I, with Martin, things went wrong when he did it, too. Because Martin is very anointed. Martin is a very okay. strong man. And Stage Spell said that, too. He says things about that, too. And something... If you look at Martin's Arsenio Hall interviews, you look at him now, something's changed. You know? Yeah, well, Martin, uh... I, I noticed it's that, too. not a shot. But something's changed. No, he definitely had like a lot of fire behind his, a lot of energy. He's got similar to he's me. Gotten, he's gotten older, but I don't think he's gotten that old. Eddie Murphy's old. He still has a fire to him, too. Uh, I don't think it's an age thing. Yeah. I mean, my dad has a fire. He's almost You seven. think maybe it was more of the business that kind of just, it, it took so much out of him? Honestly, I think it's a spiritual thing, but I, everyone has their own journey. Mm-hmm. I can't say what it is. I don't know. I think, you know, for me, I can only speak from my journey. Once I put the dress on and I had that fire, that fire was put out. Yeah. And I only did it one time. So imagine doing it three times, four times. But then Tyler Perry did it. He got stronger. I don't know the rules. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, this is what happened to me. I'm not here to knock another brother because that's their path. Yeah. That's one thing I don't do is knock my brothers because that's their path. But I'm saying my path, when I put on a dress, it came with a, 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 a demon baby mama and a starter kit for, for hell. That's what happened to me. You haven't seen me since, to be honest. But then I, 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 I feel stronger, though. Would you, like, warn other stand-up comedians about a dress? Yeah, I had an interview, too, where I, 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 would do it, I would do it eloquently and say I wouldn't wear the dress if you're chosen. You know, some people can wear the dress. It doesn't affect them. But, you know, um, I don't know. For me, it didn't work. So I can say I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise anybody to do it. Just, who wants to roll that dice? Yeah, and as you look back on it now, you nah. kind of would never. If I had a time machine, you know, we was with Marty McFly, I would go back, you know, and punch myself in the chest. Yeah, i seen an interview where you mentioned that same particular quote, if I can make a living without selling my soul. He said in 2016 in an interview with the journalist Kat Harvey. That's pretty big in terms of the conversations about selling your soul in Hollywood. 
Um, have you kind of witnessed things that you or you've seen others tend to lose themselves in this game? I know some people now who would do anything mm. to be famous. I know some people that are in the game that are moderately famous that would do anything to take it up uh, another level. I know some people in Hollywood that are financially comfortable mm. that would do anything to take it up a notch. I mean, you know, that's your prerogative, <laughs> but you know. Um, now you would do Friday. You know, we got Friday, next Friday, then Friday after next. Naturally, things kind of progressed, moved on. But was there a reason why we stopped seeing you in more movies? Did you kind of make a decision as to kind of step away from Hollywood? No, I was never offered a whole lot of men. I was on Grace Under Fire for a year. Okay. Uh, which was television, yeah. not movies. And, uh, uh, you know, I did some bit parts and other things with... Uh, you know, I was on Steve Harvey, guess, you know, guest appearance, Steve Harvey mm -hmm. and Tracy Morgan show. Uh, but no uh, offers came in movie-wise that I thought were, would be good for me to do and yeah. that I could, uh, I hate to keep bringing it up, that I could tolerate in my soul. Now, I got offered some parts mm -hmm. that I said I can't. I can't do that. Even though it's acting, I just, and and then it would start messing with your mind. Why would they offer me a part like that so far away? What do you want me to be a woman for mm. when you got black women actresses who are funny in Hollywood been out there trying to make it, and you want to give me a part like that? So they try to put you in a dress? Uh, yeah. Wow. And it was kind of like, you know, you're going to bite this bullet and then you're in. Well, you got the wrong nigga. No, um, so there was a crossroads where we were both invited to an Illuminati thing. And it had to be one or the other of us. And decisions had to be made. So it was both of us, we were equal. One of us had to cut off all their hair and couldn't do the sideburn thing no more with the points. And the next person they said was going to get $200 million because they were going to pay him $10 million a movie to do 20 movies. And that's how the conversation happened. One of those persons turned out to be ludicrous and the other person turned out to be Cat Williams. Now, one person ended up with a light-skinned, ugly-faced wife that's never done a... Remember I told you that if I say that, it applied to seven people? Yes. It's part of what they give you. Okay? I didn't get it. Never been Illuminati, only Illuminati, and I only left with bitches when coming from any party. Now I'm married with kids, the evolution of life. Never been a clout chaser, never say shit for likes. You sign up for their program, you get a light-skinned... Weird face wife that never do an interview. Oh, in man, Listen, in 20 years, won't do an interview. Nobody's ever talked to her. And that she's never been interviewed anywhere. And now, understand, I'm not talking about one person. And then he gets this high top fade, making all black men think he got the best lineup in the business. And it's a man unit. 
Then you ask it, why you not a movie star? I didn't want to be a movie star. This the same Negro that hated on Bernie with this same thing. I didn't want to be a movie star. No, you couldn't be a movie star. There are 30,000 new scripts in Hollywood every year. Not one of them asks for a country bumpkin black dude that can't talk good over cable and look like Mr. Potato Head. There ain't none. And Hollywood has never heard this in a hundred years. He was so egregious, I put in my contract that I won't work with Ricky Smiley again unless he's in a dress. Now, what was Ricky Smiley's next movie? Was it First Sunday? Did he wear a dress in it? You bet he did. It's in my contract. Can't sing, can't dance, and doesn't write jokes. He did four comedy specials. They're so bad, Shannon. They're not available on Netflix or Tubi. Can I say that again for the audience? Can't sing, can't dance, and doesn't write jokes. He did four comedy because he has seven TV shows. See, the reason I stopped was because I seven shows on TV all at once. The only problem is when he stopped stand up, he didn't have those seven TV shows. He stopped stand up because he got in a comedy battle called the Championship of Stand Up Comedy with one Cat Williams in Detroit in front of 10,000 people and lost because Cat Williams said he was actually bald and that was a wig. And I went in and that's why he couldn't do stand up anymore. Imagine him coming to tell you another story.
Let me let me tell y'all about Mark Curry. He was a one of the funniest comedians in the nineties that was blackballed. You feel me? He was hilarious. Cat Williams is giving him his flowers on Club Shay Shay. Y'all remember hanging with Mr. Cooper? It's on no streaming service, so people can't really watch it, but I believe it's on YouTube. It's not on Netflix, Tubi, HBO Max, none of that. But it was funny. Mark Curry also played Sergeant Easy on the Jamie Foxx show, one of the funniest episodes. That's actually one of my favorite episodes of that show that he was on. He was hilarious on there. You know what I'm saying? So Cat Williams was on Club Shay Shay, and you can tell that Cat Williams got love for him. He's giving him his flowers. You know, Steve Harvey stole his sauce. He stole Mark Curry's sauce. Don't y'all see the similarities? Hanging with Mr. Cooper and even Mark Curry say this. He stole his whole idea on the Steve Harvey show. He don't like that show at all. And Steve Harvey, you know, is fake. Mark Curry says he's fake. Even to this day, Mark Curry say Steve Harvey still stealing his jokes. You know, they ran into Steve Harvey on the street, you know, and he talking about, man, Mark Curry need to grow up. I ain't been on stage since 2015, but... Man, I just want y'all to just realize, man, that no matter how funny you are, if Hollywood want to blackball you, you're getting blackballed. But Cat Williams still has a name, and I like how he giving him his flowers. You know what I'm saying? And you can tell that Mark Curry was a mentor to Cat Williams. You know, Cat Williams a real one for that. But watch Hanging with Mr. Cooper, one of the funniest shows and good shows of the Halloween was a trip. Halloween. We couldn't afford no Halloween costumes. Hey, kids, please. Mama sent us down to the liquor store put boxes on us. We didn't know what we were. I don't know what we are. <laughs> I don't know. She didn't tell us. <laughs> I think we UPS, I guess. I don't know. You've heard me say that every Halloween I had the same outfit on. Every year. I just had a brown box. I wasn't nothing sad. I just not asked my father, could I have a new outfit? And he said, no, just wear the same one. And it was just a brown box. And he just told me to tell everybody I was a UPS man. Now, what is gas? $600 a damn gallon right now? All I'm, I don't care how much money you got. Gas is entirely too high. That's all I'm saying. You are not supposed to be at the gas station making life decisions. <laughs> You just act the pump. Just Negro, did I eat today? I can't get no half a tank. I got six cigarettes. I can't even do it. They, they done messed up the whole gas station experience. Used to be, if you had $10, $15, you could go to the gas station with confidence. Because you knew you was either going to be full or damn near full. If you had a 20, you ain't even talk to the person at the counter. You just 20 on 11, bitch. They done messed up the whole gas station experience. Used to be, if you put $15 in your tank, you had time to bond with your vehicle. You had time to put the nozzle in and set the clicker and look through your car and clean off the dashboard and look through your CDs and run in the store and get some Pringles and a Snapper and it'll still be pumping. Now if you put $15 in, you can't even turn around good for that son of a bitch click. As soon as you put it in, just click, click. There ain't no damn gas in that car. Gas, $4 a gallon. Can't even pump gas like you used to no more. $4 a gallon? You remember when you used to go to pump and put the nozzle in there and hit it? Be sitting there talking, be on your phone, hey, what's happening? Be walking around, cleaning the windshield. 
Speaking the game, girl, what's happening? What you doing? <laughs> hey, hey, you. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Dog, hey, you go in there, bring me a wine cooler. Bring me a cooler, dog. <laughs> Not no more. Hey, ain't nothing going on at that pump except you and that pump. Your ass is looking at that pump. Forty-four-one. God. Put $60 in your tank. You get in there and start it up, and you can't believe that damn What's cracking? It's your homie Ice Cube. Um, just wanted to address a few things. You know, everybody been checking out the internet. Um, my man, Cat Williams. Um, you know, first of all, I just want to say, you know, we shot that movie over 20 years ago, so you know people have different perspectives and it's been a long time um I also want to say, you know every comedian that I've worked with every comedian that I've put in a movie I only put them in the movie because I thought they was funny I thought they was perfect for the part Um, I tried to put them in a position to win. Um, that's what it's all about. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, I look at from, you know, Chris Tucker and Bernie Mac and Mike Epps, Cat Williams, um, you know, Ricky Smiley, Michael Blackson, um, Cedric, um, Cat, I mean, Kevin. Kevin Hart, um, you know, all these guys I know are funny as hell. You know, they, I didn't discover them. You know, they were doing their stand up or doing their thing. And I, I knew that they were great and that they could act and that, um, you know, if I, if I have an opportunity, I was going to give them an opportunity. You know, to me, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, far as, you know, specific things, you know, um, Cat was 100 on, on a few things, uh, most of what he was saying. Uh, a couple things, you know, um, I just want to clarify. Uh, when we bring in a new, you know, comedian, um, we do have them try out for different roles. So Ricky did... Um, give Money Mike a shot. Um, but when we saw him and, you know, we kind of saw how he moved and how he was, you know, um, auditioning, we decided that he would be a better, uh, you know, Santa Claus, uh, which was to me the perfect casting. Um, when we saw Mike, I mean, uh, <laughs> damn, I call him Money Mike. When we saw Cat, you know, when I saw him, I just knew that he was perfect for Money Mike. Um, and, you know, Cat, Cat, you know, said he wrote his role, which, I mean, the role was written, but he enhanced it. This is why Cat um, was so dope in the movie. 
You know, Money Mike had a small role, you know, about as big as the Santa Claus role. But when we start filming, he was giving us such magic that we kept expanding his role and giving him more to do because he was on point. Um, you know, when we shoot these movies, you know, for one, the scripts are fire or they wouldn't even do it. The scripts are a laugh out funny. But we shoot the script, but once we get what we need from the script, we let the comedians ad-lib, riff, you know, play with the words, do their thing. You know, we give them a take where they can, or two, three takes where they can go off and do what they feel. Um, You know, sometimes it makes the movie, sometimes it don't. You know, when somebody gives you jewels, you want to... try to make sure that makes the movie. Um, so in the movie, there's second thing I want to clear up. It was never, I would never shoot a rape scene uh, in a movie, especially like Friday, um, where you actually see this happening on camera. That ain't my style. If you check out any of my movies, they're not raunchy. Um, you know, we did a movie called Players Club where the subject matter was a little raunchy, but but for the most part, um, even that, we we left it to your imagination. So the only reason that kind of stuff is in the movie is because you have three villains in Friday After Next. You have Santa Claus still in presence. You have Damon just got out of prison, uh, sweating, Craig and Dady for the rent money. And then you have Money Mike, you know, a pimp that treats his woman, uh, you know, like a property. So Craig is always fighting the villains in the movie, you know, from the Joker brothers to Debo. And so we always, we already had Craig fighting Santa Claus and the only real way to get rid of the other two villains was to have them go against each other. And the, the plier joke was always in the script, you know, it was never, um, we would never, ever show that, you know, that's not my style. If you look at any of my movies. Um, so, you know, that was never a, a discussion, you know, we, you know, at that point in everybody's career, you know, we we would listen to a certain extent, but we wasn't going to change the movie for it, for any actor. You know, we we do what we feel. And if, if it was a rape scene, it would have been in the movie. Um, it was no reason not to shoot it. <laughs> but that's not my style. I don't even like that kind of shit in movies um, on camera. And so... Um, you know, that was to me a little discrepancy there. Um, you know, Cat, he, uh, he wrote a lot of his part because, you know, like I said, he was giving us jewels. So we were keeping the camera rolling. He was coming off the dome. He was coming prepared every day to steal the show. You know, that was his mission. And, um, you know, that's what he did, you know, with the movie. Um, and it, it launched his career, you know, and, um, I'm proud of the movie. I'm proud of, 
um, all the guys who've, you know, come through, you know, acute vision production and went on to do bigger and better things. Um, and look, you know, a lot of people are talking about pay and how much they was paid on these movies that were extremely low budget. You know, most of these guys work a couple of days, you know, and when you're doing a movie, there's over a hundred people working on the movie that need to get paid. Most of them got to get paid every day. Um, and there's pre-production and post-production. Even after you finish with the actors, you got to pay editors and sound people in. And my movies are all about quality. So most of the money go up on the screen. I'm not giving you no bullshit. I'm not giving you no uh, low budget, you know, shit you can laugh at because it's so cheap. Um, so, you know, we try to put all the money on the screen. And so any actor that's <laughs> mad at what they got paid, you know, just look at what you was doing. Look at where your career was at the time. Take a look at where it is now. And Friday has something to do with that, I believe. And I put a lot of people in movies, but they ain't never put me in a movie. So you could take that for what it's worth. You know what I'm saying? I've given a lot of these guys opportunities. Uh, and I still act, so I'm waiting for a call. I ain't got to produce everything or write everything. Um, I got love for all the comedians that I've worked with. Got, you know, much love for Cat. You know, he uh, he spoke up for me a lot. And uh, I just wanted to be clear and clarify some things. And uh, shit, man. I hope y'all have a good 2024. Yeah, yeah. And we always say, like, just be honest. Don't say something behind my back. Whether you like Cat or not, he's not going to talk behind your back. However he feels about you, that's how he feels about you. Now, he did say one thing. Um, he talked about Ricky Smiley, and he talked about when Ricky Smiley went on Club Shay Shay, Shannon Sharp's podcast, which is a great podcast, especially for, I know I'm a white guy, but for my demographics, and I'll get into that in a minute, what Kat said about me, but for my demographics, you know, Club Shay Shay, I'd rather go on Club Shay Shay than Joe Rogan. Um, even though, okay, I, I got to get into all, I got to unpack this, this, this podcast. Cause cat made a comment where he said, uh, why you think Gary Owen, who's a white guy has been doing standup for 25 years, hasn't crossed over. And when he said it, I was like, what do you mean? Was that a good thing or bad thing? And I literally had to go to Twitter and start asking people, was I catching strays or what was that? And they was like, no, they were saying you haven't sold your soul. That's why you haven't crossed over. You've been consistently you, and that's why you haven't, quote, unquote, crossed over. So I was like, oh, okay, that made sense. Now, I'm not going to get into it, but I've been uh, – I, I was in an awkward situation one time where I can't say for 100% this person was trying to make me do something, casting couch type deal, but it felt like it. And I was like, is this – is this, is this that point where I've always heard, would you suck a dick for a million dollars? And I was thinking to myself when I was in this office going, in this room going, well, this is the, I'm, I'm about to answer this question. 
And the answer was no, I wouldn't. So <laughs> now I, I, I listen, I can't say for hundred percent that's where the, it was going, but it felt like it. It felt like it. You got to be in the room to feel it. And I was like, oh, this dude is really coming on to me. Like this is happening in real life. It, and the, 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 the dude did it and it always remained nameless. Uh, he, I think he was feeling me out. Like, is this this dude? And this was years ago. I was young in the game, but I, I was just like, wait a minute, is this happening right now? I was like, oh my god! And then I was like, I, I you know, I made sure, I made it very clear. I like women. I'm not going that route. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not gonna get into it. But I, I was wondering. I was like, oh, is this gonna? Is this? Is this happening to me right now in real life? So I think Cat was saying, I haven't sold my soul. And that's why I haven't crossed over. Yo, <clears throat> I was just sitting here thinking, and do me a favor. Anybody that do interviews, anybody know him, Cat Williams, if you're ever around him, ask him, how much money has he ever, how much money has he given away? Just given away. I just ask him that. Just be like, how much money have you given away? If you're around him, if you're interviewing him, just ask him. Because it has to be insane. Cat is one of the most generous people that you're ever going to meet. And a lot of people don't know that. He don't get a lot of press and love for that. One of the most generous ever. He's had to have given away. I don't even know it enough, but it has to be crazy. Because there's a lot of people with stories about him giving money to. Case in point, I remember, I remember I was at the comedy store performing one night, got off stage. And this was like early on, early on before really a whole bunch of stuff was happening <clears throat> for me. I get off stage and I'm everybody like, man, good set, good set, good set. So many people saying that. Some girl came and put something in my hand and said, good set, but I didn't see her. I just heard her and she walked off and I thought it was like a phone number in my hand. And when everybody walked away and stuff, I looked at my hand and it was a thousand dollars. And then I looked out in the audience trying to find the girl and I'm like, man, I can't remember her face and I, I couldn't see her. And I was just like, who gave me a thousand dollars? But anyway, I just was like, wow. And later on, about a month later, somebody told me that that happened to them and they said Cat Williams was in the audience. And I put two and two together and was like, wow, he did that to me then. He never tell you, he never, he never makes it known or any of that. So if you ever around him, ask him, if anybody, if you ever around him, ask him, how much money have you just given away? And I bet that. All right, so y'all just saw those clips. Like I said, Cat Williams has definitely ruffled feathers. He has comedians literally running to Art of Dialogue and other platforms to, you know, to speak. He has Kevin Hart responding. Steve Harvey hasn't said anything yet. People are definitely waiting for Steve Harvey. We know Cedric the Entertainer said something the other day. So this entire situation with Cat Williams is crazy. Like I said, I love the interview. So many gems, so many one-liners, and I'm here for it. I'm here for him, you know what I'm saying, exposing the bullshit in the industry. 
So once again, I look forward to reading y'all's comments. Please go ahead and comment down below. Let me know what you guys think about this whole Cat Williams saga. What do y'all think about all of this? Make sure you guys like this video. Feel free to share the video. Most importantly, make sure you still subscribe to the channel and I will talk to y'all later. Deuces. If you want the latest news in the streets, join us and tune in for the tea. Breaking news with integrity, so sell your friends and your family. It's the Lovely TV Show, bringing you good tea and good vibes. It's the Lovely TV Show, be sure to share, like, and subscribe.